You know, everybody wants to know how to read bones, how to read curios, you know, but in the old school, you know, you built these curio sets from pieces of your own life, right? That key to your first car or your first house, you know, that piece of quartz you found on the trail on your 12th birthday while you were walking through the woods, you know, all those, you know, you built that penny. That, that you found on your wedding day. Welcome to the North Witch Podcast. In this podcast, we explore all the things that can help us to be better and improve our lives in body, mind, and spirit. Looking at everything from witchcraft, sorcery, woo-woo, spirituality, biohacking, the mundane, and everything in between. Sharing our experiences over the years, what works for us, what hasn't worked, and exploring new theories and science, trying them out, seeing what works, and debunking what doesn't. We have guests on this podcast from all around the world and from all walks of life, exploring different worldviews, different spiritual practices, and different mundane things that everybody does to improve their lives. We have authors from different backgrounds. We have people who are involved in the esoteric arts and the occult communities. We have people who are involved in natural and holistic healings. We invite anyone and everyone from all walks of life, left-hand path, right-hand path, and everything in between to come and join us on this journey of discovery. In this podcast, we will be having discussions and talking as if we are with a bunch of close friends and things sometimes may or may not go on or off topic. So stick with us and enjoy today's episode and please keep in mind that the views of our guests do not necessarily reflect the views of us here at Northwich Magic Co. Thank you for tuning in and please check out our store at www.northwich.store and use code THANKS10 for a 10% off discount for watching our podcast. All right, so here we are on uh, another episode of the Northwich podcast. Today we've got a guest all the way from New Jersey. We've got uh, Doc Crow here, and uh, welcome to the show, Doc. I'm happy to be here. Thank you, brother. Thank you for having me. Bet we're happy to have you here. Um, so yeah, we're like we were just saying, uh, we have me on here. I've got about 21 years of experience in the occult and esoteric arts, and uh, we've got my mom here, who's always just been, you know, she acknowledges the spiritual, and you know, we've had ghosts in the house growing up and things like that, but she's never really labeled herself as anything, and she just kind of does mama's thing, but uh, mama seems to be able to make shit happen when she wants it to happen. So that's all that really matters, right? <laughs> mama knows best. That's the way it normally goes. <laughs> oh, sure. So I had to check you out because it's all new to me. And then we get to learn from so many different people. It's been fantastic who we've been attracting into our tribe per se and so I just started looking you up yesterday as I was preparing for our interview so that was super fun for me um, I love your shop I assume it's only online I couldn't find any brick and mortar spot yeah I don't wickedlittlethings.com yeah wickedlittlethings.com I don't have a brick and mortar store as a matter of fact that that's one of the things because originally I had never set out to be a metaphysical store you know i mean my my family and the and the tradition that i'm in and the way i operate is very much 
what we like to call backdoor conjure. You know, it's it's community. It's the people that you know. I know I get paid in cornbread sometimes. You know, that's a transfer of energy. Yeah. Um, but with the new age and the way things are going progressively, you know, I, I started an online store just to get products out there with the, with the, because when it comes to, I don't know how things are in, in, in Canada, where y'all are from, but in the United States, you know, you can find metaphysical stores. You can find, you can walk into Barnes and Noble. You can walk into a bookstore and you can find books on Wicca. You can find books on certain things, but when it comes to true Southern or Southeast Eastern conjure, you know, they're hard to find, you know, and, and, and when you're looking for goofer dust or hot foot or war water or, or things like that, it's hard to walk into a Wicca, you know, a store that, that, that sells crystals and, and, and more of the Wiccan persuasion things. Not that I'm not, not that I'm knocking Wicca as a religion, but it, you know, it became a fad. And if you were, if you grew up in hoodoo and conjure and voodoo and, 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 and the Southeastern side of things outside of new Orleans, you weren't finding that stuff. So I, had, sure. I had originally opened up my shop to provide those things to the general public that they could not get locally, you know, because here in New Jersey, you know, they don't know about chicken feet. They don't know about cow's tongue. They don't know <laughs> about, sure. they don't know about, you know, they don't know about those things. So, you know, they're not selling those in, in the local rock shop. Yeah. So that, that was the idea behind that. But I had never really set out to be a, like, this is my life. This is the lifestyle. This is my spirituality. It's who I am. It's what I do. I never thought it would be a business until it became a business. And then, you know, so, I mean, I am looking into starting a brick and mortar. I have a couple of people in the community that's been pushing me for that for a couple of years. Uh, COVID of course, kind of, kind of, kind of put a delay in that, but yeah, for predominantly I'm online because it was mostly, I wanted to supply and wholesale local people who couldn't get, what they needed to get through local stores through local means it's so great isn't it and how or how the path takes you mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah like i was basically the same as you i i had never wanted to do this professionally or anything really and it's you know i've been doing magic and stuff for over 20 years now and it's just been my life and everything and then, like you say the you know the recession hit what five six years ago up here and then covid not too long after and you know we had you know believe it or not we actually used to be a firearms store and so we actually used to be totally different i may have and to then, talk with you about that <laughs> yeah. that's a whole another chapter yeah and then yeah the recession hit and we were just like well fuck we got to try something new so i said well I, I mean i do this already on my own so why don't we try offering my services and offering some of the stuff that i make and let's see where it takes us and then you know here we are three almost four years later and you know that this is our main business now we haven't sold a gun in three and a half years we don't even look back anymore now right well it's, it, it really is amazing how the spirit guides you to do certain things i mean when i originally 
I was a, I fancy myself an amateur historian. Very amateur, by the way. <laughs> but, you know, I was appraising back in the early days when Etsy was new and, you know, this was yeah. a transition between MySpace and Facebook. You know, I was appraising books for people. People would go to, um, you know, your used bookstores, if they even still exist. And they would get books and I, you know, they would bring them to me and I'd appraise them and I'd put them on Etsy. And I just got the wild idea one day because I do, you know, I read Bones, I read Tarot, I read, you know, a lot of things. I'm a reader as well. But I was making my own runes, you know, I was in and I decided to open up a little shop on Etsy. And that's kind of what that's kind of where it got its start. But, you know, it, I never thought that it would become what it has become. You know, and it really is amazing how the spirit and how the spiritual world will guide you. I mean, it really is a river, you know, and it has many branches and the spirit will take you down it, whether uh, you're prepared to sail or not. So, (laughs) yep, that seems to be the thing. You can try and run from it as much as you want. But if this is the way you live, you're going to end up doing it one way or another. (laughs) That's it. And it's great because we all make a difference in such a different way, which is super cool. And so on your site also that I see that people can book readings. And so do they choose what reading or do you kind of, once they've booked with you, do you, because you say you do readings in so many different ways, does it just come to you which way you need to read for them? Well, I have on the site, I have different readings that people can choose from. And that's, and that's generally to give the context of the reading because people come to you for readings for different things. Like some people just want a general reading. They just want to know like, what's going to happen next? What's, what's in the year to come? Um, I am very much a, you know, what we call, you know, in the Southeast, a two-handed doctor, I'm a conjure man. So a lot of the readings that I get are work focused. Like people come to me because they want spiritual work. Um, And those are a different type of reading. Um, It's really to give the context when it comes to the actual reading itself. Like, for example, if you were to get a reading, a general reading for me, and something were to come up in the cards that was a focal point, like say there was something serious that that needed more insight, or, or more divining, I may switch up. I may put the tarot away and I may break out the bones, you know, in that general reading. You know, yeah. I, tend to, I tend to book on time, not necessarily on medium, as in I could use cards, I could use bones, I could use dice. I could use a lot okay. of things. It, it's more about the, 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 the booking on the time. So you get a general reading and if I feel that it's necessary to break out the bones or it's necessary to switch decks or whatever the case is, I'll do so on the fly based on what happens in the reading. Excellent. Awesome. Yeah. I tend to do similar with mine as well. You know, like I, I don't, I don't read bones or anything like that, but I I do several different types of cards and oracles and uh, you know, lots of different, uh, types of uh psychic type divination and stuff depending on what the spirits are trying to talk to me about when we're doing the readings so i'm about the same you know shit gets switched up on the fly as we're going Mm -hmm. 
Well, I mean, it, it boils to it because you'll have people that come to you, they want a reading on their love life, right? And they'll book a general reading, which is, you know, the 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 fallback is tarot, right? That's yeah. that's what everybody knows. That's that's where you start, kind of. Um, but from there, you know, depending on how deep or messy the love life is or what the questions are, it may tear it may not be the best medium to do that reading. Yeah. It may need to be switched up. You may need to go to dice. You may need to go to bones. You may need to go to regular playing cards. You may need a more frank answer. You know, and I mean, you have people that want yes or no questions. Well, tarot, while you can do it, you can use tarot for yes or no questions. It's not necessarily the best medium for that. You know, so you have to be able to switch it up on the eye in order to give the proper reading for the proper situation. Totally agree with you there. So did you have any other immediate questions there, Ma, in your uh, quick little research there? Uh, I, I always love hearing from your perspective. And <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, one thing that I really, really hopped out at me on your site was your little doc. So to adopt a little dog. So I thought that was super cool. Like, and so is that a popular little critter on there? It looks pretty awesome. He is, he, he is very, and I have to give a shout out to uh, Carrie Belay because she is um, at uh, Llama Mama. She's the actual person that makes them. Awesome. Uh, or at least crochets them. And then mm -hmm. I, I do the, the, the spiritual side of things with them. Right. Yes, they are very popular. Um, it's actually, they're, they're hard to keep in stock because my children keep stealing them. <laughs> <clears throat> it's kind of like become a collection piece. I can totally see that. Like you, you <laughs> completely spoke to me when I was scrolling through your site there. It's like, I bet that is hot. And, and originally, and, you know, I had started, I wanted to start a charity foundation called mm -hmm. Wicked Wonders. Um, but because of the way the United States government works, I'm not trying to get anybody demonetized here, but <laughs> you know, you need, you need, in order to get recognized as a charity, you need certain steps and you got to go through certain hoops. So I kind of, I had wanted to start it. It's something I'm still planning to do. Um, I just got to get it there first. I got to right. you have to have a board, you have to have checks and balances, all the things, all the legit things, you got to have all the legit things. So and with the, the way GoFundMe and, and those type of places are working now, they're not trustworthy. So uh, you can still get a little doc, you know, but I kind of, you know, you tell me what charity you want to give the money to and I'll give it to them. You know what I mean? Or, if, you know, originally the, the wicked wonders I set up because like I grew up on the street, you know, I grew up in a very poor household in Columbia, South Carolina, uh, trailer park boy, so to speak. And you always have the, the Christian food banks. You always have the places you can, you know, the, the, the Christian church and, and, and all of that does things. And yeah. I always thought that, you know, in the pagan community, heathen community, the conjure community, whatever you wish to label it, you know, we could do something similar. You know, we could have a place where practitioners, 
outside of a church because a lot of those organizations require you to sign a membership or drink the Kool-Aid or donate or whatever to their organization in order to benefit from them. For sure. Um, yeah, which I think is kind of asinine to, to, to have to require charity to get charity, but whatever. It's not what Jesus said, but we'll move past that. But so Wicked Wonders was my way of saying, here's a place where fellow practitioners were fellow spiritualists who needed help could come and get help, you know, and that, that was kind of the motivation behind that. Unfortunately, it's much more complicated on the legal side of things to do that because the government requires screening and, you know, different checks and balances and, and all of that to do that. Absolutely. So, but that's the dream and that's, that's what I'm working towards. So when you buy a little that's dot, awesome. that's what it supports. Yeah. So keep with the dream because somehow it'll unfold because that's where it all starts, right? Is all these that we want to make a difference. Um, we always had a, a kid's camp fund when we were the gun shop, the outdoor shop, and we wanted to make it a charity as well. And I, so I completely understand what you're talking about with the, all the hoops and all the checks and balances. It's, it's daunting really. And so sadly, a lot of these things never get to come to fruition because of the legalities and how it's not so simple just to raise money and try to do better. It's kind of weird. And from my perspective, you know, I grew up again, I grew up on the street. So in my younger days, I was a member of a street fraternity, as we call it, fraternity. <laughs> and it's amazing like how easy it is to do the wrong thing and how hard they make it to do the right thing. Yep. And you can, I mean, you can, you can superimpose that on almost every modern issue that we have today. Um, because it's easy, you know, if I, if, if you wanted to scam people or, 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 you know, become a street pharmacist or whatnot, it's very easy to do those things very easy and massively profitable but if yeah. you want to start a charity to uplift your brothers and sisters you've got to go through years of red tape just to be able to to to, to have a website to, to even put it out there you know and it is a a moral and ethical dilemma i think in in our modern society but that's that's getting a little deep with it but <laughs> it, it's 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 <laughs> You know, it's like, but, but it's in our hearts and we want to do it. And so somehow, some way it will happen. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't have to be out there so big and we can bring it in a little closer and a little smaller and make differences in all our own communities. Right. And that's, and that's essentially what I'm doing with the little doc. Like, you know, yeah. you get a little doc, you know, I, it, it goes to the side, you know, if you have a specific charity, um, I work a lot with St. Jude's. Okay. Hospital, um, cancer research, that type of thing. So, I mean, that's kind of like my fallback. If you if you just say, here, doc, here's ten dollars, you know, put it to whatever. That's where it goes. Oh, fantastic! Um, if you have something specific that you want to donate to, I'll I'll definitely put it there. 
But it this is, is pretty cool people. how aligned we really are without even knowing it. Um, we're <laughs> yeah. also involved with another, because you said St. Jude's in the, the Children's Hospital. Um, we do another charity event every year. It's called the Big Hearts Charity Ride. And so we are we are so fortunate and blessed to be part of this. And they choose us every single year. And I'm in awe every year we still get chosen. And so we get to raise thousands of dollars in one day doing a, a poker rally. And so the big bikers come in and we raise money for a, one of our local hospitals for NICU. So it's, it's pretty cool how really we really are so aligned. It's fantastic. Yeah, and it sure puts a little bit of uh, fear into the locals when they see a uh, hundred Harleys and guys in cuts walking into the local witch shop, right? So we, we definitely freak people out a little bit. <laughs> well, to be fair, we weren't always the witch shop. So <laughs> they've grown with us as well. So yeah, well, I get that. You know, you're, you're multifaceted. You know, it, it, it is definitely a thing, you know, and, and like you guys, you know, I, this wasn't, you know, again, what I had started out to be, you know, it's, it's who I was, but it wasn't, you know, I never intended to be the, 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 the presence or whatever, you know, the, the social media side of things wasn't, you know, I remember when MySpace was born you know, <laughs> and we were all trying to figure out how to put music and graphics on our MySpace without it crashing. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, the journey is interesting, though. It definitely is. It really is. Um, I'm a big fan of you guys. I like your work. I like what I like what you've been doing as far as I mean, the craftsmanship that you guys bring to the table is extraordinary. That's so, awesome. Thank you. Just to let you know, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, we're also, uh, COVID has brought, has brought a few blessings to our family. So our, my daughter was scheduled to go to university. And of course, with COVID, that her program just was not able to work out that way. So we got to take bring her to the shop and she's super artistic. So we have uh, been so blessed with hers. And then so with Azariel and her combining their I don't even know what you call it. They're just amazingness together that they bring up <laughs> the best in each other. And they, it's pretty fun that we get to do this as a family. So Danny's drawing the witches and the different deities and doing all that. And then Ariel's doing his wizardry magic that he does with the laser. <laughs> so it's all coming. It's pretty good. And it's, we're, uh, we're pretty pleased that we're actually getting noticed out there and just continue to be able to grow and, it's a true, true blessing, really. That's really, and really cool. Super, cool. super cool people like you. Like, oh, awesome. you made me blush. That's <laughs> <laughs> really cool that we get to do this now. And, you know, we're, we're sending our stuff all around the globe. You know, like I never thought I'd be shipping my stuff to Europe and Africa and South America and Australia. And, you know, we've got followers all around the globe and I'm teaching people all around the globe how to do different types of magics. And, you know, it's, it's definitely getting to a point that I never, ever would have dreamed that it would be, 
you know, I was pretty much in the closet five years ago with my practice. And now I'm uh, getting to be pretty well known out there. I mean, I've got 4,700 people on Facebook now, and it's, it just seems to be kind of exploding this last year. So it's, it's fantastic to be able to help people all around the globe and, you know, help people overcome their struggles and bring a little bit of light into people's lives, you know, help, send them products that help them with their practice and can help them transform their world. It, it's just absolutely fantastic. Well, it's, it's one of those things that you get your first order, right? And you got to send some goofer dust and hot foot and chicken foot to Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah, You got to figure out the shipping and, and what you need to, to, to label and all the checks and balances to get that to happen. It's an eye open experience. It's definitely a, yeah. this is a new phase. This is, this, this is a new bend in the river, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. it is a learning experience. And um, I'm right there with you, man. I mean, when it comes to, I mean, I have clients and customers all over the world from India, Japan, yeah. um, you know, my maternal step grandmother's Japanese. So I'm very influenced by that side of culture from a young age. So I have a lot of clients in, in that part of the world um, from that. But I mean, just, just organizing the shipping, let alone the cultural, <laughs> spiritual side of things. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out how much postage and how much packaging and how much newspaper you got to stuff into the box to make sure that it, that it, that it gets from a to b yeah and survive is 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 an adventure it's an adventure and in some sort of timely fashion yeah you know that's and, a whole another beast and it's a gambit you know because you can send i can send a package to japan it get there in five days i can send a package to you in canada and it takes a month and a half yeah you know, for yeah. whatever reason so bizarre it's, it's, it's we see the same thing we just i sent a package to calgary the other day which is two hours south of us and mm -hmm. it took two and a half weeks to get there and i shipped to a buddy in texas and he had it two days later mm -hmm. so it's i do not even understand how there, postage there, works <laughs> there, there's, there's some guy you know that scene in the matrix where they finally meet the the, the programmer you know, <laughs> yeah that's a dude. He's a dude. He's just sitting there with a dartboard and he just throws a dart wherever it lands is when, when your package is. <laughs> yeah. that, that's yeah. it. That, that's, I'm convinced that that's how it works. I haven't seen any evidence to the contrary. There seems to be no rhyme or reason or pattern to it. <laughs> you know, Berlin, two days, five miles down the road, three weeks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we apparently have the same shipping people. Right. No, I mean, it's I and I actually make it I, I'm very big on supporting small businesses. I'm very big on supporting local community. So like I donate to the local post office. Like I, you know, I, I go in there and I, I tip them with cash and I donate federally. Um, but it's still like, come on, guys. You know, <laughs> yeah. out, of, out of 10 packages i send out a week you know one of them gets lost you know lost in the ether 
or or broken i'm still convinced or, that yeah. every postal worker either plays soccer or football games with every package that i ship out so like our the level of packaging that we have had to upgrade to with bubble wrap and stuffing and everything else and shit still shows up broken when it's going two hours down the road like it's absolutely unreal i, I remember when i first started out i was trying to get boxes that that fit the products that i was selling so like if someone ordered a uh, just one bottle of oil, right? A one ounce bottle of oil, you know, I had a little envelope that had some bubble wrap, you know, you stick it in the envelope, you put it in the mailbox. I now use a standard six by six box for everything. If it's one bottle of oil or one, one packet of incense, it goes in that six by six box and it gets filled with newspaper, bubble wrap, saran wrap, the whole yeah. nine yards. <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise <laughs> you're, you're rolling the dice you it's, it's it's the gambit it's maybe it makes it maybe it doesn't we'll see yeah vegas rules as they would call it <laughs> yeah so you you make lots of oils and powders and everything else with your um, show up there I, and... I do i'm actually kind of uh it's 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 funny that that you went and looked on the site it's actually under construction my site's still being built because I'm, I'm rebuilding it because I had originally, I had a whole line of products. I was supposed to move to a bigger, um, bigger facility, basically, um, before COVID hit and then COVID hit. So and here we those, are. <laughs> yeah, and here we are. So those plans got put on hold, which they're, they're happening this year. But I had, and you know, I have a lot of oils. I have a lot of products. I mean, I do a little bit of everything. You know, I make runes. I make um, wands. I make. I mean, I, I I do a little bit of everything. The only thing I do not do is I don't make candles. Nice. I leave that for other people. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to ask you because I see the novenas behind you. I was going to ask you. Uh, about yours. Uh, yeah, you know, I I, I get those. Um, because to be honest with you, and as far as like Southern Conjure and that side of things goes, and it's kind of almost ironic that candle magic has become as popular as it has in novenas and stuff. And a lot of that is based off the influence in Christianity that Christianity has had upon the diaspora and upon those traditions. Our ancestors, you know, didn't have candles like that. They used oil lamps, they used bonfires, they used those type of things. So while a lot of conjuring, a lot of witchcraft is now very candle focused, the candle is very much a modern, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Repurposing of that bonfire, that communal fire, that communal oil lamp, that communal, you know, the light. Yeah. um the illuminatory you know that's brought into that's brought into witchcraft so i'm not as while we all use candles you know i'm not as center focused on it as you know my grandmother didn't have penis candles you know she didn't have <laughs> she she didn't have vagina candles she didn't have you know skull candles she didn't have a lot of the things that we now have and they're new things, and I'm not knocking those. They're great things, they're great tools, they're great representations. 
if it, if it, if it helps empower your work and, and makes your work stronger, better, if it gets you there, gets you in that focus, I have no problem with it. Um, but, you know, I come from, you know, I can do the same thing with a birthday candle. You know, I can walk into the dollar store and grab, you know, uh, 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 a white emergency candle and inscribe it and dress it and do the same thing that you that could be done with you know a, a, a skull candle or or anything of that nature you know our ancestors didn't have that it wasn't a central focus to to what i grew up learning you know and and, and i actually think that a lot of the, the the older school side of the community has had to adopt you know, the idea of candle readings and wax readings and, you know, using certain figure candles for certain things, because that's what the general public, that's what the media, that's what the mainstream is putting out there as being, this is what this is supposed to look like. You know, this is, this is what this ritual is supposed to look like if you're doing head work on somebody if you're doing mind work on somebody and you're not using a skull candle then you're not doing mind work <laughs> yeah right you know so and that's just not the way it originally was you know i mean my ancestors when they did head work they used literally brains from a hog or they, if they wanted to do shut the fuck up work or mush mouth work, they use a tongue. You know, the candle was there to shed light because they didn't have electricity. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, they didn't scribe the candle with runes. They didn't scribe the candle with prayers. They didn't scribe the candle with, you know, whatever would help boost the work. But the candle's primary purpose was to add the element of fire, the heat, and to shed light upon the situation. The candle wasn't the center. You know, it was a, it was it was it was a side piece, like with the incense and and, and the water, and it was all a collective. But the center focus of the work was the tongue. It was what you were doing. It was the tongue. It was the poppet. It was the, you know, the pot. That was the center. The candle was an extra. If you could afford it, awesome sauce. But not everybody had that luxury. That's not what everybody could work with. Yeah. And you know, I think, again. Like I said, I'm not trying to knock people that do figure. I think they're beautiful. I buy them, obviously. I have novellas. I have the seven-day candles. I use them, you know, because they're available. And, and, and most, when it comes to science and witchcraft, because I don't necessarily separate the two, but, you know, you evolve. And as technology increases, you adapt and you and use that technology into your work. But the fundamentals, the rudimentary, the rudimentary principles never really change. You know, we just add extras and we, we faster, easier, bigger, whatever you want to call it. But the fundamentals remain the same. Absolutely. And that's that's one thing that especially when I'm teaching new people and whatever is I, I really like to give them the desert island scenario. You know, I should be able to drop you off on a desert island with nothing but the clothes on your back. And you should be able to do some work for me. You should be able to do some conjure. You should be able to do some magic. You should be able to find a crossroads there somewhere that you can use. You know, there, there's something 
to be said about working with your surroundings and the minimalistic things around you. And one thing that I find, especially in the age of the internet is people don't even know their local herbs and their flora and fauna. And, you know, people are, you know, I need something. So let's order some St. John's word online or let's order some master root. Yeah. But, you know, if you go outside, you can find shit that works in your backyard and it'll probably work even better because you have those local spirits that are behind it. And you already have a relationship with them. And that's also when you get into it, like a lot of the more exotic or the more. I guess you would say popular herbs like white sage, Palo Santo, those type of things, you know, spiritually speaking you know sage as a species plant has been used in multiple cultures right in one various form or another whether it's white whether it's white sage or you know your 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 kitchen sage or you know i mean there's a reason why it's in everybody's cabinet whether it be used for spiritual purposes or as a spice it all it, it all can be used you know certain things get popular because that's what's on TV, you know, or that's what's in the book in Barnes and Noble. Yeah. But, you know, not everybody had access to White Sage. You know, not everybody has access to Palo Santo. So what did your ancestors use in place of that herb? Absolutely. You know, like it, it, it's, it's, it's not the end all be all, you know? And I think several things when it comes to the internet and the way things have gone over the couple of years, because I can remember 10 years ago, if you were to walk into a Facebook or MySpace group and you were to say you did anything other than Christianity, Buddhism, or Wicca, if you were to walk in and say you did <laughs> yeah. anything that involved the left-hand path or, or true sorcery or witchcraft, you know, old what they now call traditional witchcraft, you get blocked. You get kicked out of the group immediately. Immediately. Absolutely. I know uh, I did. <laughs> now, now, you know, it's 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 stamped on the box. It's it's packaged. It's re, you know, it's repurposed and it's put out there as the mainstream. But people miss the, you know, when you especially when you talk about traditional witchcraft, whether it be in the like for example the hoodoo voodoo and those type of traditions or whether it be celtic or nor or you know your nordic traditions or eastern european traditions when you talk about you know traditional witchcraft you know a lot of the cultural side of things gets missed like i can tell you right now your you know your slavic witch 300 years ago wasn't burning white sage. Yeah. Okay. I, I can almost guarantee you. I mean, I'm willing to bet. I'm not saying that there, there couldn't have been a supply <laughs> train. You know, I'm not, I'm saying that it was completely unavailable, you know, Roman roads and all that. But I'm willing to bet that that's not what they used to purify and sanctify their home. Absolutely. You know, so you, you, you got to take these things in consideration. You know, and, and and it's it's one of those things that I think you're struggling with, because while the Internet and the new age has brought so much information that is so readily available, you know, a lot of the undertones or, as I like to say, the soul of these traditions and these practices gets lost in it. 
you know, it gets boiled down into blurps and sound bites and clips and a Wikipedia page. And suddenly you got a million experts, you know, on a tradition that they can't even speak the language of, you know. So it, it's, it's a thing that, you know, we ourselves as practitioners have to look deeper. It's always a learning experience. Like, for example, I don't like calling myself a professional conjurer. I don't like calling myself a professional worker. Yeah. Um, I don't like considering myself an expert in anything because there are no teachers. There are only students on different lessons. 100% agree on that. Totally agree. Yeah, it's such a journey of learning. I have to dip out for one sec. The other kids are leaving, so carry oh, on. We will carry on here. Yeah, that's uh, definitely something that uh, I've noticed, and especially with you know everybody turning a blind eye to the local things. You know, you can go to your local park and find places of power that you know are much, much, much better than trying to fly to Stonehenge or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's we. Everybody seems to with the age of the internet, nobody looks at what's in their backyard. They look at what somebody else somewhere else is doing. You know mm -hmm. how I practice up here in Canada in the middle of winter is a hell of a lot different than they're practicing in new orleans during the winter right and absolutely absolutely and that's and 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 that's i'm glad you i mean that's exactly it i mean everyone wants and and don't get me wrong i got my own views when it comes to salem but salem's a, a modern witchcraft capital not absolutely horrible one yeah i agree there. um yeah new orleans different 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 story yeah. <clears throat> but still you know your old your your old conjurers your old your i mean as far as is 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 southeastern conjure and and you know your appalachian your appalachian you know witchcraft and folkcraft centers of power were the old dirt road crossroads out in the middle of nowhere didn't even have street signs there were no street lights it was a dirt it was essentially a dirt cart path you know that were religious centers I mean, and even you go to Africa, right? And you 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 look at their their centers of worship and spirituality. It's a riverbank. You know, there's no temple, there's no big signs, there's no neon lights, there's no, you know, there may be where that you know someone may have built a, you know, a crag or 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 a rock formation to signify the area is important, but it's, it's just a riverbank. You go to Northern England <clears throat> or Northern Britannia, and you look, you look at, 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 at spiritual mounds and stuff there. They're very simple. They weren't huge temples. They weren't gigantic cathedrals. They weren't, you know, they were impressive for the Neolithic period. You know, let's, let's, you know, say that Stonehenge is very impressive. Absolutely. Um, but these were sites, you know, it was nature. It was getting back to nature. It was walking into the woods. It was finding, and, and again, it's, it's, it's everybody's spiritual preference, but I'm sure you, you know, you, you, you've walked into the woods randomly, right? Just going on a walkabout and found a place, whether it was a clearing, whether it was a random boulder, 
sitting in the middle of a field, whether it was a crop of trees, that you could feel it. You could feel it in the ground. You could smell it in the air that you were in a place of power. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, that's the way the old school did it. You know, they went down to the riverbank. They went into the woods, you know, and that's where they found spirit. That's where they worked their magic. That's where they worked their power. That's where they commune with the old gods. You know, there wasn't, you know, and I'm not, not to get on a rant, I'm not going to knock, you know, the organized religion and the cathedrals and all of that. You know, it has its own power. It has its own representation. But yeah. the idea that that is needed to commune with the spirit of the universe is false. Absolutely. You know, if you, I've always said, if you want to look at, if you want to know God, right, and whatever label you choose to, to see the divine, whether it's Bundai, whether it's Odin, whether it's Yahweh, whether it's Elohim, whatever, whatever label or name you want to give Zeus, whatever, you know, whatever name you want to give the divine. If you want to know the divine, all you have to do is look at what the divine created. If you want to know how the divine operates and what the divine, what the rules are, look at what the divine created. Look at nature. Okay. It is a system. And all its randomness and chaos and order and, and patterns and, you know, look to what the divine created. Look what the divine gave us Absolutely. and let that be your guide. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're a little bit more blessed up here in Canada. We have a lot of open wilderness. I mean, we're, we're lucky enough to live an hour away from the mountains. So we get to do a lot of exploring out there and the, the, the places that we find out there to practice, especially my wife and I are, you know, I, I wouldn't trade it for the best cathedral in the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, and ironically enough, I grew up in the South, you know, you know, I, I, I spent, you know, my formative years in the South, in the woods. And, you know, I mean, that was back in the day where we didn't watch our children. Our children were just let loose. And, you know, we rode bikes into the woods and came home before the streetlights came on. And that's the way it was. But ironically, you know, a lot of people, when they think of New Jersey, and not that I'm a big fan of New Jersey and the, and the property taxes, but most of the state is actually wilderness. Like everybody thinks about New Jersey as the Sopranos, you know, or the Italian mafia and, and, and all that. But that's that's a very small piece uh, or boardwalk empire, you know, it's a very small piece. Most of the state is actually nothing but wilderness. Like it's the Pine Barrens, it's the home of the Jersey Devil. It's the, you know, I mean, there's it 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 is very spiritually uplifting. Now, grant you, I would love to come take a walk in the Canadian wilderness. Um, you know, it, it is definitely a different kind of, uh, you know, an untouched by man type of experience. Um, but that's what you need to do. And I, I would actually suggest that to anybody, you know, go on a walkabout, go on a camping trip, or just take a walk, just take a walk one day, just go down your, your, your local nature trail and see where it leads you. See what you find, look around, pick up a rock, pick up, a, you know, these, and that gets me to curio sets and, and bone sets. 
You know, everybody wants to know how to read bones, how to read curios, you know, but in the old school, you know, you built these curio sets from pieces of your own life, right? That key to your first car or your first house, you know, that piece of quartz you found on the trail on your 12th birthday while you were walking through the woods, you know, all those, you know, you built that penny that, that you found on your wedding day, you know, those, those things are well, what goes into those sets. They're very personally built, which is why it's very, you know, you, you'll see it there. There are a couple books out there that try to teach people how to, how to read bones and how to read these things, but it's a very, it's a very intermingled mix of the anima, right? Animal spirits, the bones and things that you use versus the curios, which are literally personal concerns from your own life and your own experiences they have meanings to you yeah. that you are that you are putting into the set that penny may mean the love of my life because i found it on my wedding day i found it on the church steps you know when me and my wife were walking out the church and i saw it and i picked it up and that's part of my curio set it means x y and z to me it may mean fucking nothing to you you know <laughs> yeah. it's just a penny to you so they're very personal things and it's and and not to get off on a on a whole nother tangent but that's what makes curio and bone reading different than cartomancy or reading the tarot because it's a very personal thing each set every every set is unique to the individual you know it sure. is a part of yourself it is an extension like the old samurai and warrior adages you know the sword the tool is an extension of your own soul and that's what the curio and bone set is you know a lucky rabbit's foot may mean one thing to you it may mean completely something different to me yeah. you know and and that's the difference and again that goes back to learning your own flora and fauna in your own environment in your own backyard learning the roots that are available to you you know that is where people should be starting you know and if Absolutely. you ain't got it go to garden you know, if, if, you know, that, that's the idea, you know, I mean, I can't tell you how many people look for a high, high John the Conqueror route and the shit's growing in your backyard. <laughs> you know, you, 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 you're sitting on a small fortune on the, on the back half of your property and you don't even know it, but you're going to pay premium per pound to order yeah. it from across the, across the country. Absolutely. You know, now, I, I just actually ran into that. I needed some uh, aconite, some wolfsbane for a spell. And I was looking on the internet for it. And uh, my wife comes and she's like, holy fuck, it's worth that much. And I'm like, yeah, well, I haven't been able to find it anywhere. She's like, you dumb fuck, it's in our backyard. <laughs> and so <laughs> she goes out and she gets it some and she's like, here you go. Here's everything you need for the next year. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, so that, that, that really snapped me back into, oh yeah, I guess I should, uh, you know, pay attention to this shit. You know, a guy gets sucked in pretty easily into the ease of the internet. You know, I'm going to do this. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to order that. And then you sometimes even as experienced people forget that, Hey, you know, if I use whatever's local and easiest for me, it's probably going to be more powerful for one. And for two, it's not going to cost you anything. And it's it just helps really build your own personal correspondences like you were saying well i'm a big believer in in, in 
you know, whether you see them as fey or land spirits or the djinn or, you know, you have, <coughs> you know, your Greek nymphs and sadars and, and, and the spirits of the land, I'm very much, I'm, I'm big on feeding back. So, you know, if you can grow something on your own property or find something on your own property locally and you're making your offerings and you're serving that spirit and you're, you know, giving back to the land in that trade and that energy transference, that does, that ultimately, that empowers your work exponentially multiple fold in ways that, you know, I think that a, a lot in the, the more modern age and the more social media, you know, it gets lost like that, you know, that energy and that, that buildup gets lost in, in current modern witchcraft yeah. because everybody's buying off the internet. Everybody's buying off Amazon. Everybody's getting it pre-packaged, pre-sorted, pre-ground, pre-dried, pre-whatever. But when you grow it yourself and you pull it out of the land, now, grant you, I say all that, but, you know, when you need African ironwood and the only place you can get it is from X, Y, and Z, and, and you got to get it, and, you know, you do what you got to do. You use what yeah, you have. Absolutely. You know, what you have available. But if you can get it from your own land, if you can get it from the spirits that, that, that you honor on your own property, on your own land, in your own region, in your own community, by all means do so it makes your work it makes what you were doing that much more meaningful meaningful it puts more of your own spirit into it yeah. you know that's the connection our ancestors didn't have amazon our ancestors didn't again the same note our ancestors didn't have penis candles they didn't have you know hi john the conqueror root ordered from amazon you know they didn't have yeah. that they used what they get a hold they were out there cutting down poke salad they were out there pulling up roots you know, out of the woods, they, they, they were using animal skins and, 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 and communing with the spirit of the land in which they literally lived and depended on. Yeah, and they put absolutely. that energy into their work, into their spirituality. And that's something you can't buy. That's something you can't get with an Amazon account. That's something you can't swipe a credit card and get the benefits from. Yeah. You, can, you can't build a relationship with your African ironwood you bought off eBay in the same way that you can no. with your aconite that grows in your backyard. And even, even that is something that I've really noticed is, you know, like when I was being taught when I was younger, it was always, even if you do buy it online, these, these are living spirits. This is a living being, you know, when you receive that herb through the mail, it's a, it's a living spirit. And so you need to honor it and give it its offerings and speak to it and wake it up and build a relationship with it before you even use it. And I'm seeing less and less of that, the more that the internet age takes over the occult and new age communities and everything. And, you know, people are so instant gratification now that they absolutely don't even employ any of, you know, the stuff that I'm sure you and I both do every day you know the simple little offering that you give to that sage that before you turn it into a bundle that simple offering that you give to the spirit of the rum bottle and you know things like that right like it's yeah i mean it it, it is a thing i mean everything has this living spirit and people you know they they want the jezebel root they want the high john the conqueror they want the osiris root they want the snake root you know but then they treat it like there's you know salt and peppering a chicken 
you know, for dinner, you know, yeah. they, 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 you know, these things are, there's a reason why they're used, you know, and when it comes to herbals and curios, everything has its multiple uses because everything's, um, there's a duality in everything. So, you know, that sage, that kitchen sage that you bought at the local grocery store. Yeah, it's a spice. So it has that use. It also has a medicinal use, right? It has a, a medical property that it causes whatever reaction. Like, for example, parsley is a very good, you know, helps you, helps, helps with your, your digestive system, helps with your urinary tract and all that stuff. Um, it also has its spiritual properties or its magical uses. Yeah, you know, so you're, you're you're looking at multiple things, and people, you know, they just hear high John, you know, or high John the Conqueror roots good for money work, and that's all they care. You know, they they that that that's all they're concerned with. They just take it and they throw it in the pouch, and and you know, wait for the paycheck, wait for the stimulus check to come in the mail. You know, <laughs> with no thought or reason to the fact that 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 root has an entire history and and a mythological uh, mythological history on top of that because you know it, that the, the whole reason the roots named high john the conqueror root is that it has a connection to a culture and a spirituality that that gave it its name you know so there there's lore behind it you know it's 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 like you know um in Greek mythology, you know, you have Prometheus in the fire, you have um, Arachnus and the, the, the legend, you know, of how spiders became weavers and, and all that, you know, there's a mythology behind it that feeds into it. Then there's a medicinal use, there's a spiritual use, there's multiple facets and people are only getting things on a surface level. They're only getting things on, on one level because they want that immediate satisfaction. So you tell them, hey, this mojo bean or this buckeye is good luck. So they don't know anything else about it. They couldn't even tell you what tree it comes from. You know, they couldn't even tell you where it comes from. But they're going to use it and then go to the casino and then wonder why they lost $500 instead of winning a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't get to know the spirit. You did not commune with the energy that that curio or that herbal or that botanical brings to the table. You just expected it to grant your wish. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you thought you could rub it three times and it would give you your wish like a genie, but it doesn't quite work like that. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Genies don't even really work like that. <laughs> <laughs> Solomon can tell you all about that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and he can even tell you about what happens if you piss him off. <laughs> right. Speaking on the sage, I mean, what, what would you tell people if, yeah, if you want to get rid of a demon, you've got to burn fish guts over open coils. You know, I mean, they, you know, I mean, this is, if, if you want to talk about the, the literature and the literal, you know, with, with workings and stuff, you know, you have, Again, it's knowing the spirit, it's knowing the individual spirits, it's knowing the background, it's knowing the lore, it's not just cookie cutter, you know, copy and paste, 
witchcraft, you know, and again, I'm not trying to knock the social age. I'm not trying to knock the internet age. It has great benefits. You know, you have a lot of information that you can tap into at any given time, but there is a disconnect. There is, there is something being lost between the two connections, you know, and for a lot of us, you know, a lot of us strive to try to fill that gap. Like, yes, you can use Hi John the Conqueror Root for this, but this is why. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's like one of uh the people that I'm taking classes with right now, uh, Jason Miller. Like he says, you should instead of everybody doing this wide casting net thing and you know, doing a little bit of everything and hardly learning anything about anything, you know, go really deep with one or two practices and really, really learn it or what go really deep with a handful of herbs and learn absolutely everything about them. And that will serve you far, far better than knowing little bits and pieces of a thousand things. Well, that even comes down to like, even with the, the more material mundane side of like with the candles, I have a love rate, a love hate relationship with candles, right? We tapped into a little bit of, you know, a little while ago. But nowadays, when people want to become professional workers or conjurers, they feel they need to make everything. They feel that, you know, whatever the next big product is, like if washes, if waters and washes are popular this month, suddenly everybody becomes an expert in fucking waters and washes. You know, candles are always popular. So everybody wants to, you know, start making their own candles and shit. Which is great. I mean, if it's something that you love to do and it's something that you really feel your energy is called to do, absolutely do it. I hate making candles. I would rather pay you to make my candles and then I'll buy them from you and I'll do what I do to them and then I'll sell them. You know what I'm saying? Or I'll use them. We all need people. We all have our people. Right? So like the, the idea that you have to do everything because it's the hot thing of the month yeah. and you need to make candles, you need to make your own incense, you need to make your own oils, you need to make whatever it is in order to be a real conjurer, it's false. It's not the way the old school did it. The old school, you know, I mean, even in, in, in the Southeast conjure, you know, you had two-handed doctors, you had two-headed doctors, you had herbalists, you had midwives, and they all did different shit. They all went by different titles. You know, they didn't, they didn't all make their own stuff. They knew who they could go to if they needed a tonic. They knew who they could go to if they needed an oil. They knew who they could go to. They knew, you know, they had, everybody had their expertise. Everybody was good at different things. And they, that's how the community was built. That's how those networks were built. You know, they they supported each other in their, in their own businesses and, and nowadays everybody's trying to do everything everybody's trying to be everything okay if you know and you see it you see someone who they're who gone so and so who's also a wiccan priestess who's also uh, a baptist minister who's also a candle maker and they make their own incense and they're a member of the church of satan and they they have 14 different titles yeah for what like what what is it exactly you do what is it that you believe in what what is it that you that 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 you're you're giving to the community you're 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 
trying to be the McDonald's and the Burger King and the Coke and Pepsi. You know, you don't need to do that. You can do what you do and you can be a professional conjurer and buy candles from Northern Witch or, or uh, altar tiles yeah. and buy candles from Grey Hedge and buy oils from Ebony Apothecary, you know, and still do your own thing and support your community at the same time. Well, it builds such a better community. Right? It, it absolutely does. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're just starting to come up onto just a little over an hour here. So we'll try and keep her to that for this channel. We'll do a little wrap up here on this one. And then absolutely. I'll hop on over to the Rum and Bones show with you. And uh, I feel we should have just dual recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we didn't think of that. It should have yeah, for sure. But yeah, thank you for coming oh, on. We should have done that. That's silly. <laughs> that's the way we roll. Learning <laughs> lessons. Now we know for next time. And you can just do that. Thank <laughs> so, you for your wisdom. That was absolutely incredible. I thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And uh, just quickly again, uh, why don't you tell all of our listeners where they can find you so that they can get some readings done or buy some products and. Uh, Oh, uh, you can find me on the internet at wickedlittlethings.com. I'm also on TikTok under Wicked House LLC and on Instagram under Wicked House LLC. Or you can find me on Facebook at Dr. Crow. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, thank you for uh, joining us on here today, Dr. Crow. And I'm going to end the recording here and I will hop on over with you to the Roman Bones Show. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a fantastic day. Thank you.